0: by composer alan dorsey with what i think is the rather evocative title whatever happened to the hoodoo meat bucket what a fantastic performance by the Kronos quartet for whom it was written it was written as an encore and that recording is from information which is their first album an album all of encores by composers that they commissioned i think it's one of the hallmarks of the Kronos quartet this incredible dedication to commissioning composers all kinds of composers too from every musical tradition that you can think of Emerging composers, totally unknown composers, as well as well-established composers. It's one of the things that set the Kronos Quartet apart early on in 1973 when they formed. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. On today's program, I'm going to be paying homage to the Kronos Quartet This is a group that, again, has commissioned so many pieces, they've made so many recordings, they've done so many things, I am not even going to try and do justice to their lengthy and illustrious career in a one-hour program. I thought instead what I would feature are B-sides, so to speak, or deep cuts, tracks I don't think most of our listeners have heard before, things that have always struck my fancy over the years, including that piece, Whatever Happened to the Hoodoo Meat Bucket by Alan Dorsey. Let's return to that great album, In Formation, this album of all encores, pieces to be performed at the end of the concert when the audience is invariably on their feet demanding more from this great quartet. The piece I want to play is called Dark Raz. It's by John Geist. Here again is the Kronos Quartet to perform. (laughs) ¶¶ music by composer John Geist, a piece intended as an encore for the Kronos Quartet, who we heard performing. The piece is called Dark Raz, and it's on their album In Formation, which is an album consisting entirely of encores. I love that idea. A composer can get very creative in a two- or three-minute encore. And, of course, again, that's a hallmark of the Kronos Quartet, that they allow, encourage this kind of creativity from the composer. I also love that title of their first album. You know, it's 10 years or more since the Kronos Quartet had formed before they put out that album in formation. And yet they're clearly making a statement. This is violinist and founder of the Kronos Quartet, David Harrington, saying, here is something new. We're going to challenge the model of how a classical music ensemble performs on stage. We're going to challenge the model of what they play. We're going to play new music by living composers. We're going to explore other cultures. We're going to push the boundaries of what classical music is. It's also Indian raga. It's also music from Africa, throat singing, all of these wonderful things. We kind of take that for granted today, but when the Kronos Quartet was doing this in 1973, it was pretty new. It was a very new idea, and so I'm paying homage today to the Kronos Quartet with what I think of as B-sides. I'm not trying to encapsulate their career here on the program today. I'm just playing some deep cuts for you and some things that I think exemplify these hallmarks of the Kronos Quartet. I'm also not gonna go in chronological order on the program today, so I'm gonna jump up to an album that came out in 2009. That's called Floodplain. This is kind of a concept album. If you think of rock bands that do concept albums like The Who, well, this is a classical music concept album. The idea behind Floodplain was that the Kronos Quartet would commission composers to write music that's a response to catastrophic flooding in different cultures around the world, from Egypt to Serbia in the west to India in the east, Central Asia, you name it, all these places that have experienced catastrophic flooding. And the idea, too, was that after the damage is done, when humans rebuild, there is a kind of rebirth. The piece from this album I want to play is called Hold Me Neighbor in This Storm, and it's by Alexandra Vrebolov. Let's have a listen. Here again is the Kronos Quartet.
1: Ya de
0: Starts as a dark, narrative, epic, brutal, macho thing. All forces are out. Stakes are high. History and present and future are mixed together. Bell suggests the Christian Orthodox side, while call to prayer and Tapan, a two-sided drum, suggest the Islam. Everybody is wrapped up in his own culture and myth and sees the other as a threat. Being the louder, the bigger, the more macho is the way to survive or to drive it all to disaster. Those are the words of composer Alexandra Rebolov in an email she wrote to violinist David Harrington of the Kronos Quartet, who we just heard performing an excerpt of her piece "Hold Me, Neighbor" in this storm. This is from their album, Floodplain. Again, it's a great example of the Kronos Quartet, these sweeping ideas that they have. In this case, composers writing responses to catastrophic flooding and the renewal that can come when humans rebuild afterwards. But I think it's also a great example of the transparency of the relationship between the performers and the composer. This email exchange is actually published online, where I found it. It was so fascinating to read 12 pages of emails between them and how the piece developed all these wonderful ideas. When she went to go into the field and record all of these ancillary sounds in the Serbian countryside, David Harrington absolutely encouraged her to do so. And in fact, he even suggested that she enlist other composers or students or other people so they can get as many sounds as possible. We're hearing those sounds mixed with the sounds of native percussion. We're hearing bells, of course, her grandmother singing, and the Islamic call to prayer. All of these things are present in this piece that's nominally for string quartet. Well, how are we hearing these sounds? There's electronic playback while the string quartet is performing. And this is such a common feature of today's performance scene. But at the time, it was pretty unusual. In fact, the Kronos Quartet was the first string quartet to play Amplified when they did George Crumb's Black Angels. And they were one of the first groups to regularly feature electronics. So it's another way that they're breaking ground Well, the Kronos Quartet is so restless in terms of mining musical material from all around the world. So we're going to turn now from the Serbian countryside to Harry Parch, who was a composer, a hobo, another groundbreaker in so many ways. It's not surprising that the Kronos Quartet would want to play music by Harry Parch. But there is a problem. You see, all of the music that Harry Parch ever wrote is written for his specially designed instruments. And these instruments are things that he picked up all across the American countryside as he traveled. And he had all these different tunings in mind. But the Kronos Quartet wanted to play Harry Parch, and so they asked Ben Johnston, who is himself a microtonal composer of great imagination and a Harry Parch scholar, if he would arrange some of Harry Parch's music, a piece called U.S. Highball, for the Kronos Quartet, and I think the results are fantastic. So I want to feature two pieces, and again, this is definitely a deep cut. I think this is music that most of our listeners have not heard before. We're going to hear two movements. The first one is a rhetorical question. Did I ever ride freight trains? To which Parch responds, huh. And then we're going to hear Leaving Little America, Wyoming, referring to Wyoming. Several of the movements are about leaving different cities or parts of the country. Let's have a listen. This is wonderful, wonderful music and text by Harry Parch, sung and dramatically spoken by David Barron with, of course, the Kronos Quartet.
2: Did I ever ride freights? Huh. That reminds me. One time I was in the yards in Pueblo, sitting with some other bolds around a fire, waiting for the hot shot on a DRG. Pretty soon, an old man with a long white beard come out of a piano box on the edge of the yards, and come over to warm his hands by our fire. He didn't say anything until some of the boys left to catch a drag that was just beginning to move out. Just come out of the piano box, says. It's pretty tough to be riding the dregs on a night like this. Blessings be upon you. May God's richest blessings be upon you. May God's richest blessings be upon you. And that's why I'm going to Chicago. Go in east, mister. Go in east, mister. Go in East, mister.
0: Fascinating music there, performed by the Kronos Quartet, music originally written for specifically designed instruments by the composer Harry Parch, but here reimagined by Ben Johnston, who was once a student of Harry Parch, certainly very knowledgeable about Parch. Reimagined for the Kronos Quartet, who we heard performing with David Barron. We heard, did I ever ride freight trains? Well, the answer, of course, is yes. (laughs) And leaving little America, Wyoming, Text is by Harry Parch, as is the music. It's interesting to me, too, that they all have a Mills College connection. The Kronos Quartet began a residency there in the 70s, which led to so many great things. And Mills College on their website now says that was the beginning of Mills College as an experimental hotbed. And of course, Harry Parch was there, as was Ben Johnston, who did the arrangement. Just an interesting connection there. You are listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. Our subject today is a huge one, the Kronos Quartet. What an illustrious legacy this group has. I'm featuring today deep cuts, or B-sides, tracks that I don't think our listeners may be familiar with. To subscribe to our podcast, or for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, you can visit RelevantTones.com. I'm featuring the Kronos Quartet today on Relevant Tones. This is a huge subject, needless to say, and I could devote so many shows if I tried to sum up this illustrious career, but that's not the point of today's program. I thought instead we would play the lesser-known recordings, as I'm thinking of them, B-sides or deep cuts by the Kronos Quartet. But I also want to feature different facets of the Kronos Quartet. As I've said, there really are several hallmarks that define this organization, things that we even kind of take for granted today on the concert stage in the classical music world world, genre pushing, giving composers absolute freedom, incorporating electronics, an absolute dedication to pushing boundaries. All of these things are a common part of the concert scene today, but this is something that in the 1970s was relatively new, I think actually very new, and we owe a huge debt to the Kronos Quartet for that. So I also want to show off this side of the Kronos Quartet with some of these deep cuts. I'm going to play now a movement from string quartet number four by Latvian composer Petrus Vasks. This is a classic example of the Kronos Quartet. They are, at this time in their development, interested in Eastern European composers. We can't, of course, play the entire quartet, but I'm going to play the movement called Elegy. The composer Vasks has said that the fourth quartet somberly reflects on the passing of the last century. Music of Petrus Vasks from his string quartet number four Of Latvian composer Petrus Vasks from his string quartet number four, written especially for the Kronos Quartet, who we just heard performing it. That is the elegy movement. And the elegy here is for the passing of the last century. He wrote the piece shortly after the passing of the 20th century. Gorgeous music by the composer Petrus Vasks. And again, an example of the Kronos Quartet and this dedication to other musical cultures, but not in a kind of passing way, like, oh, we want to play a tango or we want to play an Eastern European rhythm. No, they're very interested in the composers themselves from these different regions, giving them absolute creative freedom. Again, something that we take for granted today, but it was such a groundbreaking idea when they were first doing it. Let's take a walk on the wild side now. I'm going to showcase the Kronos Quartet's adventurous side, and I mean really adventurous. This is a commission they did of composer John Zorn, and if you're going to commission John Zorn, I think you're really taking a chance. This is a composer of incredible range. He writes pieces sometimes that are very, very simple, very, very spare and tonal, and then he writes these screaming free jazz improv solos that are just out of this world, and he writes a lot of things in between. I found this piece called Forbidden Fruit from an album Winter Was Hard from 1988 by the Kronos Quartet. This was not an album that I knew before. It came from a very productive period. They put out four albums in just a couple of years. And so I think it was overlooked by the general public, certainly by myself. It is a pretty wild piece. You're going to hear turntables along with the string quartet, and you're going to hear other sampled sounds in the piece. It ranges from these wild and very violent outbursts to this very beautiful music and quotes of familiar tunes that you may recognize At any rate, here is an excerpt of Forbidden Fruit by John Zorn from Winter Was Hard, performed by the Kronos Quartet. (laughs) ¶¶¶¶ Toàn What a wild ride. That's music by John Zorn. It's all over the place. I love that piece, Forbidden Fruit. Great deep cut by the Kronos Quartet, this adventurous ensemble taking on that piece. Again, an excerpt of Forbidden Fruit from the album Winter Was Hard, showcasing the adventurous side of the Kronos Quartet, so dedicated to letting the composer express him or herself, howsoever they choose. I'm going to feature a piece now by Steve Reich, which you might think hardly qualifies as a deep cut. He being such a well-known composer and his association with the Kronos Quartet, of course, so well-documented. But this piece, the Triple Quartet, I don't think is as well-known. It's a great example of Reich's overdubbing technique where he has a musician or an ensemble perform with earlier dubbed versions of themselves playing. In this case, there are two overdubs of the Kronos Quartet, and then they play the third version or the third iteration live for the piece. I'm going to play the second movement to me, too, this is also unusual for Reich. One, it's a slower tempo than we normally associate with Reich. We normally think of those propulsive rhythms. That's not happening as much. And the overall construction of the piece is just so much more loose, I guess, is the best word I can think of. Let's have a listen. Here is the Kronos Quartet performing with the Kronos Quartet in two other iterations Triple Quartet, the second movement by Steve Reich. that music is. That is the second movement of the Triple Quartet by Steve Reich. So unusual, in my opinion at least, for Reich. So many of his hallmarks are not there, this propulsive, repetitive, minimalist sound. It's different here. As I said before, we heard the music. It's a little bit looser, more loosely structured. He's taking his time. Definitely not what you think of as Steve Reich, but very, very beautiful. Absolutely qualifies, I think, as a deep cut for the Kronos Quartet, who is performing there alongside earlier iterations of themselves. When they say triple quartet, there are two overdubs of the Kronos Quartet playing music prior to that, and then they perform the other parts live. Beautiful music by Steve Reich from the album Triple Quartet. We heard the second movement. I want to showcase now another great attribute of the Kronos Quartet, and that is their collaborative spirit. They have collaborated with so many great artists over the years. In this case, it's going to be with the soprano Don Upshaw. It a wonderful album called Night Prayers. The piece I want to play is called Lacrimosa. It's by Uzbek composer Dmitry Yanovsky. Here's what the composer has to say about the piece. The voice is free, unpredictable, like the song of the whale, while the quartet is in constant repetition, contained, Bound by rules, what I wanted to do was unite two different realities to connect the unconnectable. That almost sounds like the mission of the Kronos Quartet itself there. Let's have a listen. This is Lacrimosa by Dmitry Yanov Yanovsky. We're gonna hear the great Dawn Upshaw with the Kronos Quartet from their album Night Prayers. It's music by Dmitry Yanov-Yanovsky, who I think has done a marvelous job of constructing this sound world and then drawing the listener in. The piece is called Lacrimosa, and it is on an album called Night Prayers. This is another concept album by the Kronos Quartet. In this case, the concept was that they would commission works from composers who were members of former Soviet bloc countries, this piece by Dmitry Yanov Yanovsky from Uzbekistan. All he says is that he's trying to connect the unconnectable in that piece, more of a philosophical idea. At any rate, it's a fantastic performance by the Kronos Quartet and certainly by Don Upshaw. What a sensitive interpretation of this music by Dmitry Yanov Yanovsky. to go out now with a little bit of fun. One of the things that the Kronos Quartet is also well known for is arrangements of pop songs. They've arranged songs by Jimi Hendrix, by the great Icelandic rockers, Sigur Rós, and many others. I thought we'd turn to a band from the 1970s, one of my favorite bands, another genre busting ensemble, Television. The piece is called Marquee Moon. We can only play a little bit of it, but I think it's a perfect way to go out on the program today featuring deep cuts by the Kronos Quartet. Here's their interpretation, or part of it at any rate, of Marquee Moon by Television. is produced by jesse mccorders with special thanks to bill sigmund at digital island studios in new york for more information about the program and the artists we've featured and for streaming versions of all previous episodes you can visit us at relevanttones.com. relevant tones is made possible in part by the generous support of gcm grosvenor the aaron copeland fund for music the amphion foundation and the listener supporters of the wfmt fine arts circle this project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, ArtWorks. I'm Seth Bostead, and this is the WFMT Radio Network.